happy rainy morning from Nashville, from my den of misery. I am moving in less than a week and everything is in boxes. I'm sitting on the floor with my laptop on a piano bench because it's really the only option I've got. <laughs> this is miserable and it's raining outside. I didn't want to leave my room. My room is still intact. And so when I woke up this morning, I was like, the second I leave my room, I will be reminded of the chaos that awaits outside. It is not the vibe. Mark, you moved fairly recently in with Kara after y'all got married. It's just not fun. I moved twice in the past like three years. I moved from my house to my apartment and then and then to this house. Yeah, it's the worst. I mean, I don't have that much stuff and mostly I just throw stuff away. So I'm it's starting not, to do. you have a lot more stuff than I do probably you want to keep. Yeah, I actually have a friend coming over tomorrow and I promised her mimosas if she would help me clean out the attic and just take stuff to Goodwill. Like we're just getting rid of everything. Which is insane at this point. We are old enough that like beer and mimosas is not the reason we're helping somebody clean. They're helping you clean because you're <laughs> friends with you. Like I feel like that like pizza and beer at 18 is something. True. At this point, nobody like it's like nobody cares. But like, it eases the pain. I guess for you. For them, <laughs> we like, hired movers. Time. We hired movers for the actual move. I just want to okay, friend- okay to help me take stuff to Goodwill. And so I'm easing the pain with mimosas. That's actually an acceptable prize. When people are like, oh, I'll give you like a pizza and a six pack to help me move. Like, That's going to take me four hours. I don't want your pizza and six pack. If I'm good enough friends with you, I'll do it. If I'm not, you're not going to bribe me with that. Yes, exactly. Which is why we hired movers and I'm bribing my friend to just help me clean stuff out. She's ruthless too. She will look at something and say, when is the last time you wore this? And if I say over a year ago, she's like, it's out of here. She's like, I need, need that. that in your life. Yep, you do. I need <laughs> that. And so we will be in the longer the champagne is flowing, the more we're going to throw away, I'm afraid. So that will be fun. Um, speaking of time and length of time, I did something really, really dumb this past Saturday night. I went to a concert right before spring forward. We got home at 121 and in our infinite wisdom, aka none at all, we decided to stay up and watch the time change because none of us, had neither we'd never seen the time changed Seen like what <laughs> like watch your phone go from 159 to 3 a.m wow that's it wild was that you felt like that was important to do so dumb because- yeah yeah you didn't need to tell me you just explain what you're doing you're watching a number change how could that it have been so dumb. Working time? It was so dumb. But one of the reasons I wanted to do it is because there's always this talk about getting rid of the time change. And I'm like, what if I saw the last one? And and that actually could be valid now. There's like an effort from the federal level to stop changing time. And people have opinions of whether to keep daylight time or standard time. Let me be very clear. I don't care which one we keep. Just quit messing up my sleep schedule. I don't care. You saw a really monumental moment. I can't believe you stayed up to see nothing. Like that's the most insane thing I've heard. Like you didn't see anything. You saw your, you stayed up to watch your phone change a different number. Correct. It was (laughs) cool. But even at that, it wasn't one of the dumbest things I've ever done. So like, just take that. That makes sense. That's the dumbest thing that you've talked about so far today. So we'll talk about that. (laughs) And it's Um, early. What what gets weird with the time zones is that there is, even though that, you know, we all change, move the clocks up and back, not everywhere does. So I guess there's like one part of Indiana that just like chooses not to ever change it. So like they don't, people already don't have to do that. But then, you know, it starts getting confusing. No, there's there's a place in Indiana, like near South, I think Notre Dame where that's at South Bend, I think doesn't change. Unbelievable. Either way, but it's like, and there might be another, like small, might be a place in Utah, but it's like, 
it's just crazy that these like small places don't change in the whole, you know, the rest of the country does. And you already have time zone issues. It is. So it's just it's confusing. So, I mean, it does make sense to have a uniform. I don't, I don't, I guess the, the idea originally was to get more sunlight. And like, what, what was your idea originally? Do you know? I don't know. I was talking with some friends about this last night. Is it to, is it back before um, electricity was all that common for farmers and industrial workers to be able to get up with the sun? Because on daylight saving time, you get extra hours in the evening, but the sun some places doesn't even rise until 830 in the morning. And so on, but on standard time, you're up bright and early, whatever. So I, I really don't know where the origin is. I just looked at it. So apparently it was adopted in the US, Europe, and the UK in 1918 as a way to create more usable hours during the day, serve energy. So basically that. And that's kind of like, you understand why they did it, but we have so many even like laws in our book. It's like, yeah, I get why it made sense at the time. Let's look and say, does it still make sense to have a law like this? Yeah. I was like, actually- some places, If you actually look at laws, there's some crazy laws from like the like 1800s just haven't been changed. Like, oh, you can't drink milk on Sunday. Yeah. Now nobody enforces those laws, but they're still in the book. Right. I, uh, I'll do a plug for one of my, a girl that was in my sorority. She and her husband are Harvard law graduates and they have a TikTok and an Instagram account called the law says what, while they, where they explain a bunch of laws. And she was talking about this time change madness last night. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is during daylight saving time, which it's not savings, it's saving singular. During daylight saving time, um, mental health is better. Depression and, and, you know, anxiety rates go lower, but school bus crashes rise because the school buses are driving in the dark in the morning. Interesting. And so it's an interesting trade-off. It's um, something to think about too. And if, if we were, you know, if we talked about, you know, we can't have one death from COVID, we just shut everything down. If one person dies, like, well, then we definitely shouldn't do this, right? Because I'm sure that one of those bus crashes has led right. to death. So that that is interesting. I can't, also your friends, whatever, TikTok, I can't think of anything I'd want to see less than people talking about law on TikTok. Like my two mortal enemies combined, that sounds like the worst. That's like the reason I, I get on TikTok is to see what they posted. <laughs> I think most of our listeners hopefully don't have TikTok. That's, that's Yo, no, I'm not. I don't say that it's a good decision of mine, but I did get it to see what she posts. So my um, mom loves TikTok now too. So it's like, I think older people are getting into it. <laughs> and it'll, maybe it'll turn into Facebook and all the Zoomers will beat it. Get out of here. <laughs> yep, that's right. Give, give it that's like two years. Want. That's probably going to happen. That's what we want. But anyway, I don't know if I have a definite opinion on whether to adopt daylight saving or whether to adopt standard or whether to do, but I just know for me personally, I have said over and over and over, why do we change time? It always messes up my sleep schedule. I feel like I always get a cold right around the time change just because like something is, something feels off in me. I don't know. It just, it, maybe it's all mental, but I feel like I always come down with something right around the time change. Probably has more to do with the weather and the time change at that time. <laughs> Either way, maybe it's time change. But yeah, I just, I mean, simpler is better, kind of my opinion. So we'll see what happens. We like that. Simpler is better. Um, you know, what's not so simple is the new stadium that is being built in Chattanooga. Okay, that, okay, listen, we have a lot of, I'm getting overwhelmed. We have a lot of opinions on corporate welfare. Mark, more than most. This thing, I'm, I am unsure if the owners of the stadium or team are actually going to put up any money based on what they've asked the government for. Mark, what's the, what's the rundown of the total ask? Okay, first of all, explain the stadium in Chattanooga, where it came from, what it will serve. 
So to be clear, there's already a minor league baseball stadium in Chattanooga. Been there. They want another one because they basically this one wasn't built well and it was in the sun and all these things because they chose to build it poorly. So they want to put it kind of in the middle of this. They're kind of doing a new, I think it's 140 acres of like, uh, they're going to do a whole, you know, area with like shops and, and whatever, restaurants and things like that. Um, so the owner wants 20, they asked for $21 million in state money. That's what the city and Hamilton County asked for. Um, $15 million in state and local sales tax, $20 million in property tax revenue. Um, and th that's, the sports authority would also issue an, ex an estimated $63 million bond to pay for construction. So this is a ton of money that's all coming from taxpayers. I think that they said the private, actually, let me read it. I think that they said that the, the private money would be a lease payment to look out for 19.6 million and 10 million in contributive foundry land for the stadium. So that that's is land, chump about 20, change compared to the rest. Yes. I mean, I mean, we're talking about if those numbers are right, it's about a third of the money is going to come from private equity. Um, this is a terrible deal. Uh, there, there's th this is a bad deal. There's different bad deals. This is a, a awful deal um, for a stadium that already exists. This is somebody who has a lot of money trying to bilk the taxpayers because he wants a new shiny stadium. That that's what's happening. He wants his toys, the you know millions of millionaires, and he's going to benefit off of all of this land. The they're saying it's going to be a, a billion dollar investment or something like that around there. But of course, it's like, that's always, every time you hear a stadium deal, this is what you need to think about. The numbers they give you are never correct. They might not be outwardly lying about the numbers, but the numbers they give you of everything are either completely overestimated, underestimated. It's whatever makes the project look the best. So they say, okay, it's going to make in, it's going to bring in $1 billion. They're going to take all the money that's already being spent in that area. And they're going to do these weird multipliers that make no sense. So I just think that, you know, while the government might not be outright lying, any number you see needs to be inspected under a microscope because they're always wrong and they're like intentionally misleading because they want to get the project passed. If what they said was true, every state in America would make money. Right. Well, and I think a point that should be very well recognized, especially this day and age, is when they're assuming how much money is going to come in from the shops and the fans and whatever to pay this thing off. We know we have just lived through the most epic shutdown of life in our time. Anything can happen. And so when you're speculating how much money something's going to make and you're putting out all these generous figures of all of these people that are going to come visit and all of this revenue that's going to be accrued during this time, think about it for a second. You just lived through a shutdown that you had no control over. And now you're going to promise all these lofty things of, of a return of investment. That's insane. Which are impossible even without a shutdown. I mean, I mean, the numbers they give are just so insane. They're like, oh yeah, a bunch of people are going to come visit Chattanooga to get in the minor league baseball game. No, they're not. <laughs> people no. who live in Chattanooga will go there. It doesn't even, like, their numbers are not even good now compared to their, I think, I, I think it was about 50%. Um, of their seats are filled and they already have a stadium. This whole concept is yeah. so messed up. That's like, we're not happy with how things are going. We want a new stadium. We think it'll bring more people and we're going to make you pay for it. Pay I, for your own stadium. Yes. I grew up closer to Chattanooga than to Atlanta. And I've been to one lookouts game ever in my entire life. Like we spent so much time in Chattanooga as kids. And my parents were like, well, you've been to one. Now you've been to them all. That wasn't their theory with the Braves. We went to like all the Braves games, <laughs> but with the lookouts, it's like, you've been to one, you've been to them all. People aren't, it's not worth it. And I've been to that stadium. It's fine.
Yeah, I guess there's one part of it that gets the sun that it's pretty hot at night when the sun's coming down. It's it's a ridiculous argument, and it's like yeah, it's a it's a pretty new stadium, and it's every stadium is hot when the sun is going down. Well, yeah, I mean that's true. And the thing <laughs> is, like, people people like going to the minor league games. There's people who go, you know, who get season tickets to go every time. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but the problem is if you can't make money on this without tax dollars, you right. shouldn't be doing it. That's right. any business has, should have that concept. If you cannot make money with it without us giving you money then it's probably not a great business idea because that's not how business works. All I'm saying is I'm a huge baseball fan. I would go back to a lookouts game at this current stadium. I don't know why they need a new one. We're going to keep an eye out of this too because this is a lot of money and the trend nationally is kind of going away from this, right? Like the Rams, Super Bowl champions, took almost no tax dollars for their new stadium. And the trend seems to be people are saying, you know what, we're kind of fed up with this, pay for your own stadium. Even if if you give them land, like there's some things that we don't love, but like finally can deal with that. But we should not be giving them, I mean, they want actually, I, I think the deal, I mean, the idea they're going to get whatever, $14 million in direct appropriation from the state. Like straight cash money. No. Yep, from the state, from state taxpayers like us. It's just a bad, it's a bad deal for taxpayers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kind of keep an eye on the Titan Stadium. But this is one where I think we can kind of stand up and say, this is not, this should not happen. There should be no state tax hours at all. And if Chattanooga wants it, they should be able to vote on it. But of course, you know, I don't know if the city's going to actually allow them to do it, but this is a, a real problem. And I don't think, I know we did a poll, we, we talked about the stadium a few years ago when they first initially started talking about them. Chattanooga taxpayers do not want to pay for this. So there should at least be a referendum vote for them to pay for it. And I think the answer is going to be no. I think Hamilton County is going to vote no on it if they did it. Um, it's just another example of, you know, the the government not being in tune with what people actually want. You know, we want, you know, fully, we want roads that work. We want schools that work. Yes. You know, we want we want uh, public safety that works. We don't need the stadium. So, and if and it's great if we bring it as long as you pay for it. We just don't want to put our tax dollars for it. It's a pretty like simple it. concept. We'll we'll see what happens in Chattanooga. I love when you get riled up on corporate welfare. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> and I'm still I'm still kind of sick, so I'm trying my best to like get through it. But I'm like I get you know this is this is a problem. Yeah, this is the first time. Just so y'all know, this is the first time I've heard Mark's voice in days. The other day, I had to call and tell him something, and I was talking on the phone, and he was sending me questions via G chat while we were on the phone. It was like a really bad SNL skit. So yeah, he looks a lot better than he did I, I, the last time. I saw him. Still not great, but a lot better than I was. Yes, yeah, still here, still here. Um, let's talk about something that you are, I'm sure happy to talk about which is March Madness I I am never into college basketball but once a year during March Madness I really dive in last night I babysat until like 11 o'clock and I just sat on the couch and watched basketball and it was it was nice it's just fun to watch these kids like when we when Colorado State almost beat Michigan yesterday, these kids with at a small school, like they were so close. I don't know. And then watching the Kentucky game. And even though I had Kentucky going far in my bracket and that absolutely wrecked me, it was fun to watch these kids who probably would never have another opportunity to play on the national stage. I don't know. I think it's sweet. The St. Peter's one was, yeah, the exact example of this. Like, this is a team that was not even supposed to win their own conference tournament to get in. They were like the three seed in the conference tournament. Now I picked them to win. But, um, and then they they get in and they beat, you know, the the third favorite to win the national championship in the first round. 
And not only beat them, like they, this sounds weird. They didn't get lucky. They outplayed them. No, they beat them. Like my mom always says that. My mom will say, sometimes the other team wins and sometimes you get beat. You got beat in this game and they did. I I will say, um, I will never, ever pick a John Calipari led team to win again. He is the worst coach in basketball. Um, He's awful. And I I know he recruits well, but he should be fired. He's he's terrible. That was an embarrassment with the team they had an absolute embarrassment. And I picked them to win it all. I picked them to beat Iowa in the championship. So I've lost my two finals team. Thankfully, I don't put much stock in there in, in brackets anymore. But yesterday was a bloodbath for me, uh, for my bracket. But no wonder. there's also some good games. I was excited to see Richmond win. I mean, that was a cool, I like Richmond. Yeah. And that's a team that would not have gotten in had they not won their conference tournament. So these small schools I talk about. Yeah. Um, and and there's just a lot of there's a lot of great games. I mean that that uh got my Alabama the, shirt on, but I don't Alabama, even have us winning the first game because I I didn't anticipate the Notre Dame fiasco that's gonna be happening with them traveling and the overtimes and all that. So I didn't anticipate them being so tired. I just anticipated them beating us, but I'm still supporting because they are my boys. I just couldn't if I'm gonna try to tr- absolutely destroy everyone in the bracket i can't put my money on them i just can't yeah, do it well if you're trying to destroy people in the bracket just never ever pick john calipari again I, <laughs> I i'm so done with him i mean he is my mortal enemy number one i've just never seen a a, a division one coach get so out coached as, as he did against st peter's yesterday Ugly. with all the talent and all and they're seen and they have old leadership now and i'm sorry justin but like i picked i picked kentucky so i can now i feel like i can be part of him and be you know critical of them i'm done i'm done with it he's a terrible coach and it, but otherwise a lot of great games a lot of fun games um the university of tennessee really looked impressive and they're like wait before sp- we go into before we go into tennessee because i want to talk about all the tennessee okay, 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 okay. but i have to say auburn and jacksonville state are playing today i hate Auburn. If you've listened to even one of these podcasts, you have heard me talk about how I hate Auburn. It will be on my tombstone when I die. Taylor Carroll Dawson hated Auburn. Like that will be, that will be how the world remembers me. Not only do I hate them, but they're playing Jacksonville state, which is where my parents went to college. It's where my parents met. I grew up right outside of Jacksonville. We went to every single. And to be clear, that's not Jacksonville, Florida. That's Jacksonville, Alabama. Jacksonville, Alabama, the Gamecocks. We went to every single football game. I still go home from Nashville to go to football games with my mom. I am a JSU Gamecocks fan. Before I was an Alabama fan, I had a t-shirt that said future Jacksonville State Gamecock. Like I am a JSU fan. I have never in all my 30 years wanted to see a team win a game as badly as I want to see Jacksonville State beat up on Auburn. And I know, I know it might not be likely, but oh, I can't wait. It's not likely, but it's not impossible either. I mean, I think that that's the thing. And if you saw what Jacksonville State played very tough with Alabama earlier this year. Thank you. So I... it's, it's possible. I, I took them with the 15 points. I don't know if they're going to win outright, but it's certainly not impossible. And I think that Auburn is – maybe I'm wrong in saying the most overrated team this year since Kentucky we saw data yesterday. But they are one of the most overrated teams in the country. Uh, and also, before we go, we need to give a shout-out to, to Suze. Arkansas looked good. They beat a very good Vermont team in a tight game. And like, they really came up clutch at the end. So shout out to the, the Razorbacks, maybe the best team in the SEC. 
that game kept me awake last night while I was waiting for my friends. I was babysitting for two of my best friends and keeping their baby. And while I was waiting for them to get home from their date, that game kept me awake. So that was fun. One. That was a really fun one to watch. And the and the Akron had UCLA on the ropes, a defending Final yeah. Four team. They had them down by eight with like three minutes to go, and they somehow blew it. That's like that. That's so fun. But you always every time you see one of those underdogs off with like three minutes to go, you're like oh god, that, which is that that was the St. Peter's feel. Like they're not going to hang on. They're going to blow this, and I they knew, didn't. I, but I know nine out of ten teams shocked. do. <laughs> I was shocked when they held on to it. I did feel like that kid. I don't know if you saw at the very end of the game. This little kid was crying and his mom was holding him. And I was like, Oh yeah, I know, buddy. <laughs> My bracket is ruined. That guy from St. Peter's mustache was fantastic, though. <laughs> what what it a was stash. incredible. <laughs> that well, that is legendary. Let's talk about yeah. some Tennessee teams before we go yeah. because. Um, we're Tennessee residents, not necessarily Tennessee fans, but I did text my friend Josh yesterday. He is the biggest Tennessee fan I've ever met in my entire life. And I told him that for the first time in my life, I'm rooting for Tennessee, probably the last time, but for the first time, they look good. I mean, I don't have them going all the way, but I thought they looked good yesterday. If I could redo my bracket, I think I put them in the final four. They were impressive and nobody, I think that everyone's going to write it off as, oh, it's a, whatever, it's a 3-14 win. They're supposed to win by that much. Um Longwood's a good basketball team. Like that team is, they did not beat like some awful team. That's a good basketball team. And they, I mean, I, they didn't miss a shot. I could not believe how good they looked. I, um, yeah, it was I, shocking. They, and like, I have failed to believe in this team all year. I think I'm finally on board. I mean, they're a good team. And on the other side of the state, um, Memphis had an impressive win over Boise State in that eight, nine game. Oh, so yeah. now they get the number one overall seed Gonzaga who struggled yesterday. I but have Memphis, Gonzaga winning the whole thing. But so does everyone else. I know. But if <laughs> Memphis were to beat them, I would say, screw the bracket. This is a beautiful thing. And I would be so excited. <laughs> I, I'm already at that point. So I love that. So now I'm just yeah. cheerful. I mean, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I've already lost my final team. I lost. But Memphis looked really great for a half. They looked a little bit, they looked a little bit sluggish in the second half, but they still managed to win. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do. And then today's my big, you know, my upset special. I think... University of Tennessee at Chattanooga um, will take down the mighty Illini of Illinois with their with a seven foot Kobe Cockburn. I, I think that they're going to be able to win that game, and that's going to be a big, big upset. I, I love that Chattanooga team. That was one when I was filling out my bracket. I almost texted you about because I didn't know what to do. I ended up going with Illinois, but I I really thought about the mocks and if they were going to be able to do that. I don't know. They have the size. They have the athleticism. They, they play close with good teams. They're, I think they're 27 and six or 26 and seven. So like they're, they've been there. The spread is only seven and a half, which is not very much for a four 13 game. So I think Chattanooga is going to be this first. I, I called a couple upsets yesterday. Amazingly, none of the ones I called happened, just the ones I didn't pick. So I'm hoping that things get better today, but I feel like that's going to be the big one of the day. Also unrelated watch out for Colgate you know, to beat Wisconsin, that 14-3 game. Dang that man. could be a tough one. Yeah, Wisconsin's a, not a great team. The Big Ten has struggled. But, but it's exciting that, ten, that Tennessee's doing so well as a state. Hopefully we go 3-0 and with the mocks, and then we'll be able to talk about this next week with, you know, maybe all three teams in the Sweet 16. That would be unbelievable. I got really excited about basketball the other night. I said at the at the head of this segment that I don't get excited about basketball, but my sister's father-in-law used to play baseball for Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt had a home game versus Michigan the other night. It was a rematch of the 2019 National Championship game that Vanderbilt won. And with your ticket, the way that Vanderbilt Sports Stadium works is you could go from the basketball game to the baseball game back and forth as you please. And Vandy was playing Belmont that night. 
And so oh, in, in, in the NIT, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we went in and caught a little glimpse of that. And every the energy was so high. I think that's one of the cool things about being in a gym, being in an indoor sport, is you can feel the energy being so high. That was really, that was really fun to see all the the school spirit and everybody excited. So I think that everybody's in the mood for for March Madness. That's also an awesome idea to be able to go back and forth. I love that as a concept. Um, it was great. You could buy concessions, beer, whatever, in the basketball stadium or the football stadium. It, the restrooms were inside. It was really nice. I got to say, that is awesome. Impressed. And let me say, uh, let me let me give my two. I got to do this before because I would have been awful yesterday. So I feel like this is a gift that we recorded today. Um, Miami to the Elite Eight, and Davidson knocks off Duke in the second round. Those are my two like fun upsets of teams that I really like who are in, in these brackets that it will go well for me financially if they do well. So I'm hoping right. go Miami, go Davidson. Well, we will leave it on that. Go Miami, go Davidson. And hopefully Mark wins some money and can take me to lunch. Have a great weekend, yep. everyone. We'll see you later. <laughs>